0: I rarely ever speak, so this is, this is just such a God moment for me. I am so grateful. I asked Randy if I could speak today just because we're in a series about grace, and my mom is the one who taught me about it, and so that was just precious to me. But also it's about family, and I just look at all of the family things happening, and just I want to invite you into that. And I have to tell you a story that's unrelated to everything else. But if you have been in the church for a while, you know a woman who sits in the back corner. Her name is Artie. So she comes up to me this morning. I'm going to cry. She comes up to me this morning, and she goes, Jacqueline, I just want you to know that I'm praying. I can't stay because I'm going to go be with my family. But I drove up here to pray for you because I want you to know you're covered in prayer. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that is so... So, what the body of Christ is about is lending one little step of who we are to another person. So, touched my heart. I'm so grateful for all of you who are praying for me. And I'm going to just tell you a really short story. Um, when I asked Randy to speak, I wanted to be able to not only share the lessons of my mom, but I feel so honored and privileged for the amount of time that I have got to sit with so many of you. So, so many of you, I have been able to sit and listen to your story. I have been able to sit in prayer and in healing and listening to dreams and calls on your life. And to be able to speak the heart of God, I've been able to hear prophetic words. And sometimes I think, wow, that is such an honor, particularly because you don't know me. This is not a conversation that we have where I share myself and you share yours. This is I get to sit with you and hear your story. So I would like every once in a while to be able to do that for you. I'd like to share part of my story and hopefully give you more understanding about who I am. So on that... I'm going to tell you about my mom, because this is where the lessons came from. So my mom um, got pregnant at 16, married my dad. (coughs) By the time that she was 25, she had five children, five daughters, had experienced four miscarriages, and was well on her way to being a chronic alcoholic and abuser of diet pills. By the time she was 33, she had hit bottom, went into treatment, had spent a year in recovery, came out knowing a personal God as a higher power. And she was not well-received in the church because of that, but she loved God. Another five years goes by, she becomes born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. At that point my mom became a whole different person because she understood something that very few people understand in the very beginning of their walk with God is that God loved her and she loved God. So my life in that is I was 13 when my mom started recovering. I'm the middle child of those five daughters. So I can be honestly say I came by codependency legitimately. (laughs) Felt like my job in life was to save people and to sacrifice myself for others. So not in any sense of the word healthy. But um, so my roots go really deep into the 12-step program. When I, and my husband is in check-in now, so... In the ensuing years, my, I met my husband. He brought me to the Lord, kind of went emphatic. you got to believe in Jesus, and you got to give your life to him, and, and God is gracious enough to, to bring salvation into my life. And then now the story starts. So my mom's life verse is really simple, which is why it's not written down, because you all know this verse. And so it's Romans 8:28, and it's, and we know that all things God works for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Have You all heard it? Yeah. Really easy, right? I love that verse, but I will be honest, in my walk in faith, that's one of those verses you want to apply to you, not as easy to apply to somebody else, because if you're someone like me... You're going, yeah, well, you believe all things were good, but you're making terrible decisions, so it's, it's not fair that God's going to make this all work, and that's kind of like, my mom absolutely was not, we have, we have a high value for obedience, but my mom wasn't. She literally took that scripture and went, God loves me. I love God. What is God's purpose? to love me, and for me to love him, so therefore, all things are going to work out. And she lived her whole life like that. She was an entrepreneur. She was a little impulsive. <laughs> so I'm going to say that she made a lot of impulsive, crazy, my eyes, moves based on that theory. So here steps in my story. So, it was it was hard to watch. Our response as daughters was not particularly good because we felt like we had to protect her. We had to guide her, we had to make sure that she didn't that she learned from her lessons. If you've ever heard those words happen out of your own mouth or someone has been so kind to tell you that, <laughs> so I'm going to show how this all worked out. So, my mom Multitudes of impulsive moves. This particular one actually relates to our church. My mom met someone who um, imports from China. Yeah, comes to China. She decided to order 2,000 pairs of shoes from China, sight unseen, to be able to make her killing, right? Right? So she, all the money she owns, everything she has, she's poured into these 2,000 pairs of shoes. And lo and behold, a couple months later, they wander into Birmingham, Alabama. And they are shoes that are made for the 1950s. Sturdy, leather, but no one would wear these shoes. So she has 2,000 pairs of shoes. We feel, as daughters, our moral obligation to tell her what a foolish mistake this was, to be able to say, you know, don't you ever learn? We, I can, in in regret, say, we did not honor her. We did not respect her. We were so busy trying to protect her from herself that we never gave her the grace to live in her own life scripture. So as we're running around, for me, God, how God works in my life, stepped in and said, "Jacqueline, what are you doing? And he asked me a question. And the question was really simple. And he said, is your mom's circumstances unto death? And I had no idea what that meant, but it obviously wasn't. And I had to stop, and I and God said, I have her. I know what she's doing. I am not surprised at what your mother is doing. I am not embarrassed about what your mom's doing. I have partnered in that scripture with your mom. So had to take a moment and then later found that the the scripture of 1 John 5:16 so I'm going to just just a gentle invitation if you have any level of wanting to protect rescue <laughs> little touch of codependency, any of those things, this is the scripture for you. So it's 1 John 5.16, just the beginning. It says, if you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray, this is the most important part, and God will give them life. You cannot change someone else's circumstances. But in the power of prayer, you can release God's life. So that changed my life. I mean, that literally, that moment took me from a place where I want to save and rescue and prevent you from experiencing pain to being able to sit with all of you. And my prayer and hope is what you feel is that I'm for you. That there is grace for you. That there is opportunity for God to move in your life. So that is my life breath to be able to say, I want to be a grace-filled woman. So if you know me at all, you know that I'm going to tell you lies and let you be able to walk in truth. So I'm going to give you the lies. I'm going to lead you through one of them. The rest of them you can do at your leisure. So the one of the lies that I found that I lived, which gave me the justification to be able to treat my mom with dishonor, and the first was my truth and my experiences are more valuable than someone else's right to fail. When I realized that my mom is a powerful daughter of the father, then my My life experiences and my truth are not quite as significant as that. The second is my need to save others and rescue them. This is a lie, remember, is more important than what God is doing. And then the third for me was my relationship with someone gives me the right to push my beliefs, my opinion, Even the prophetic words that I have for someone without ever asking. So the clue of honoring or dishonoring truly sits in, do they want to know what you think? Are they asking you? My mom never once said, Jacqueline, I tried now. I have 2,000 pairs of shoes. What do you think I should do? She never felt safe enough or loved enough to want to make that phone call to me. I am happy to say my mom has been gone about 10 years, that, that we got to reconcile all of that, and I got to love her well. And, and Because she didn't change, we changed. She still made all the same decisions, but at least we got to partner with her. We got to encourage her, and we got to be part of the goodness of God in her life. So just, I'm gonna, I'm, this is just important to me, because if you were sitting in my ministry room, you would have to do this. I'm going to give you a little touch of what it's like to spend some time with me. And I'm going to do the last lie. So you'll have to, re- this is a repeat after me, famous words. And then we're going to seek the truth. And I always say, let the words be your own. So if you have to change them, if you have to use your own language, if you have to embellish, please embellish. And then the truth is yours personally. I'm going to give you my truth. But if you have a different truth, please say that. So you all ready? This is a repeat. Okay. My relationship with someone gives oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I repent and renounce of the lie. <laughs> my relationship with someone gives me the right to push my beliefs. My opinion. And even my prophetic words, without asking. The truth is, and let God speak the truth. My truth is that God has given me an invitation to love well. And I I want to love well by asking permission to speak into somebody's life and be part of the celebration of their life. Okay? So the other end of this thing, and another little part of you getting, getting to be part of my life, is to really walk in freedom, you really do have to forgive and ask for forgiveness. And I needed to sit down. My mom, because she kind of believes this whole, you know, all things work good. God will work things out. She, doesn't, she didn't really hold a lot of bitterness. She just kind of accepted God is going to work this out in your life. But I went to my mom to be able to ask forgiveness for the sin of not honoring our relationship and honoring as a mom and not believing in her and therefore not believing in God. If, and, and I'm, I'm going to take a guess, this is not prophetic, so I'm going to take a guess that if you have spent any time in the kingdom of God, or any time stretching and reaching a place of being uncomfortable, you have had kind, wonderful Christians tell you how that isn't the way it looks. So on behalf just as a person, as a leader in a church, I want to extend repentance to you all. So if you will, in a place of receiving, open your hands or put your hand on your heart. If this applies to you at all, if you've ever been hurt by somebody because they felt obligated to tell you what it really should be and not what it is in your own heart. I want to repent on behalf of leadership, on behalf of the church, for not honoring your obedience and your love for God and your desire to risk. I want to repent for your opportunities that were missed, the joy that was taken from you, and any way that it hindered you from stepping one step more out in the, bla- in the place that God wanted you. So I just ask, Father, come. Jesus, come. And in places that each one of us need, the presence of forgiveness, God, we ask that you would just rain forgiveness into our hearts and set us free. I want to tell you the rest of the story. So, if you remember, my mom had 2,000 pairs of shoes, give or take. She sold a few of them, gave a ton of them away. She was down to about 1,500 pairs of shoes. (laughs) We We had just moved here. We were in the first year of the church. And an amazing thing, there was a woman named Paula. She had a relationship with, um, uh, American Indian Reservation in the Dakotas, and they were getting ready to send a semi-truck of clothes and shoes and various products, things for, for the, that reservation. And so I called my mom and said, hey, they'll take your shoes. So she took, brought a truck, put them all on the semi. They went to north, into the north of South Dakota And um, all the shoes were used. Now, the other significant lesson I learned from my mom on grace is that she didn't care how God worked it out. And I realized I cared. She trusted that God will work everything out for the good. So for her, it didn't matter if she had... Dreams of financial success, and that's not what God did. She was so happy to be part of the conduit of getting shoes to American Indians. And I thought if I could live that lightly and be participating where the outcome truly is God's and not my own. And so we got to partner with this this story of grace. Um, In the first year that we got here, I love that as I look back at my mom's life, it truly was God worked all things out for good. What my mom did in the process of living her life out in that life scripture is she taught me about grace. So this is truly a lesson about grace. I realized that grace really is the manifested action of love. When you can love someone unselfishly, it means that you can extend grace in areas that you don't want to. That you can ask God to come into places and cover it with grace because he loves you. And that, so I am hoping, like my prayer in my life as you sit with me, is that you will feel that for me. That you will actually feel the presence of grace as you walk out your journey with me. And I just want you to know that I didn't learn that lesson easy, and I am so grateful to have learned it through my mom. So I can say that I am so proud of having a mom who loves so easy and so simple, That I expect good things because I watched a mom who expected good things from God. And that she lived a lifestyle of extending grace, whether someone deserved it or not, because it was who she was and it didn't depend on who they were. I just want to thank you for letting me share part of my story and to invite you into part of my life. And I just extend an invitation of conversation. So this is your actual formal invitation into doing what I do at the church was to come and sit with me because I truly would be honored and blessed to do it. If Lynn and Jeff want to come up, we're going to just take what I said, add more to it, And then release ministry time in the presence and power of God. And then release you.